everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Keeping It Real with Caramel. As we say 100, I have the Miss Michael on the line. How are you? I'm doing great today. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. Awesome. So I just wanted the listeners to know if y'all hear a little beep in the back or a loud beep in the back, it's because they're working on the alarm system. So don't think that something's going on because it's not, you know. <laughs> We know that this bo- this podcast is hot, but it's not that hot. It's going to burn down. Okay? <laughs> it better not. I told you. I'd, safety first. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So while you like, okay, so tell the listeners just a little bit about you, like where you're from and um, just a little tin about you because we're going to go in more in detail. You got it. Well, I'm from Spokane, Washington, and uh, but I live in Philadelphia at the moment. And uh, it's, uh, you know, currently, um, hopefully uh, looking at spring sometime in the near future. (laughs) All right. Okay. Yay. So you have two businesses. I do. Right? I do. And one of them is a training company business, right? Like a global training company business. And that's Shock Your Potential. Yes, absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yes, it, it, it's so much fun. I really enjoy what I do. And I started this company several years ago um, because I wanted to be able to spend time training and developing people specifically in the areas of leadership, sales, and customer experiences. And uh, I, fortunately, uh, I produced two business books. Uh, so I have uh, one called Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees. And my second one that I released a little more than a year ago is called Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. And a lot of what I do and I I teach, uh, you know, in my organization is about how to maximize yourself as a leader or as a sales professional by making sure that you're communicating, that you're asking enough questions to really be able to not only only understand critical um, challenges that you may face, but to really also move customers through an experience that they feel great about in the end. Awesome, awesome. And then your second um, your second company is called Cool. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. Okay, Kukua Biz. Yeah, you're very, it? You're very close, Kukua Biz. And uh, I know it is fun. And Kukua means growth in Swahili. And I've been very fortunate. My entire team uh, that works for my organization is all based out of Kenya. And I have these amazing, talented people that, um, you know, are just growing and expanding, you know, within my organization. And over the last year, I had so many people that I interview on my podcast say, how do I find someone like that, you know, that can work for me and help Mm -hmm. me grow my company? So we started Kukua. Webiz in the fall of 2020 as a way to connect these incredibly talented professionals in Kenya with small businesses around the world who need global and remote support. So it's been, um, it's just been a great adventure because our whole, our goal with this is to make sure that we have access to all kinds of talent, but that we, that we really help, you know, kind of everybody become a part of the global world and global workforce. Wow. And you say your whole 
whole team is from Kenya? <laughs> yes, I do, which is pretty funny. Wow. It was seven people in Kenya um, on an eight or a nine hour time difference, depending on whether we're standard time or daylight savings. It can be, mm -hmm. it's very interesting, um, but it's so rewarding. And, and my team is so fantastic. And to watch how they've grown and developed in their time with me, it's just been really fun. So, you know, we're providing great opportunities where there's a, a you know, huge need, but we're also just, uh, you know, we're unleashing these amazing people on the rest of the world. You are so awesome. That is <laughs> awesome. Wow. And then, like you said, you're the bestseller um, author of two books called uh, Tell Me More. Mm -hmm. And so Tell Me More is basically about what? Tell Me More is my, it's the leadership strategy that I created myself based out of sheer necessity. When I was leading a team with a total of about 500 employees, but I had 32 sales managers who reported directly to me. And I found that as a leader, I had never led teams that large before. I had led large teams, but not that large. And I was such a good problem solver that I was always, you know, when the, a, a problem came up, I would just solve it right then and move on because I didn't feel like I had enough time to really dive into things with my team. So if they came to me and said, Michael, I have this problem, I'd say, do this. And I'd move on. <laughs> right. Well, pretty soon right. you can't do that for 32 people and do your own job. And I realized that I had, I was doing two things wrong. I was hurting myself because I was trying to tackle way too much and I was hurting them because I wasn't developing them further. So I slowed down and I started saying, when they'd come to me with a challenge, I'd say, well, tell me more about that. And basically the concept is you help people unpack an issue. And I don't know about you, Caramel, but have you ever packed it? I know I have. I'm just wondering if you have too. Have you ever packed a suitcase mm -hmm. so full? That you had to yeah, sit I do it, it all the time, and you're trying to zip I it. I do it all the time, <laughs> and so when you do that, you have to you have to make some choices. You either you have to open it up, you have to take everything out, and you either have to yeah. pack it more nicely, or you have to leave yeah. some stuff, or you have to take two suitcases. Exactly, <laughs> and so it's the same thing with this leadership strategy. Is when you help people unpack their problem, and then they see all the individual pieces of the problem, it's not so overwhelming, and they can look at it and say, oh. Well, now I know what I need to do. And 95% right. of the time they know. And you say, great, I think that's exactly what you should do. Let me know if you need my help. And when I started operating with that strategy, I, oh gosh, my, my effectiveness went up just enormously, but my team just got better and better and stronger and stronger. And that was when I realized the real heart of leadership is not to you know, be the one who's at the top, but to help everybody else gain those next steps to advance their career. And that will always help you to look better. That will always produce better results. And it will always make sure that you're leaving a legacy of teaching people to listen to each other, which is kind of important. I mean, not just in business, but in life, if we actually right. listen to each other a little bit more, maybe we'd have less negative right. issues. <laughs> and, and that's true because you'll have better communication. You have a better understanding yes. of, of what the relationship is. Yes. You know, so yeah, that is so true. So what about sales mixology? So sales mixology is, and I, but by the way, I wrote 
wrote both my books, business books, as if they were novels, because I, oh, wow. I really, okay. I really like to tell a story through, you know, other people's experiences. And so, in both books, most of the experiences are um, things that I either went through, or people I know went through, or some things where I'm extrapolating and kind of, you know, showing what things could be. Um, and so, in sales mixology, I start my my main character is sitting in uh, you know a restaurant in a bar in northern ireland and she has this amazing experience all surrounding how she orders her cocktail so and and the the sense of what i'm trying to create there is that there are amazing experiences all around us we just need to look for them but it really right. still comes down you know customer service is how you're treated customer experience yes. is how you feel so you can be treated just fine and have, you know, fine service, but you might not feel anything. And when we create, or you might've had a bad, you know, had bad service in some sense, or maybe not the best, but ended up feeling great. And so the, the feeling is what really conveys, um, you know, whether or not a person wants to engage with your business again. And when we really right. look at that by creating those experiences, it starts by asking questions. And the more we ask questions in a sales experience, the more we gain buy-in and sales happen much more effortlessly. Um, and they just seem to evolve naturally. And that's what I try to help people to, to recognize in themselves and in their businesses. Wow, that's awesome. So how can a person manage work-life balances? You know, over the years, I, I can tell you all the things I did wrong <laughs> because most of us have all done that wrong. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. And I had, I had th three um, pretty very clear, you know, points where I burned out. And somewhere along the line, I realized I cannot keep doing this. So what am I gonna do about it? So, you know, for me, I think it's important that we set up boundaries and we understand that boundaries might be time that we work. Boundaries is when we prepare to have time for exercise. Boundaries like, I don't schedule any calls before 9 a.m. every day. Why? Because frankly, it takes me two cups of coffee to be, you know, functional in the morning. And <laughs> and I used to get mad because I was like, I can't believe somebody scheduled an appointment on my calendar at 8 a.m. How dare they? And then I'm like, well, <laughs> Sherlock, you gave them the link to your calendar and didn't have it blocked up. So, and I call myself Sherlock when I'm yelling at myself. But, but to have that balance is I know I don't function well before 9am and so right. why not take, make it easier on myself and don't schedule things, don't allow them to happen. And I think that that's when we know that we have balance when we are strong with our boundaries and those boundaries right. are tough to put up the first time but then once you start living by them then you don't ever want to give them up and you will you will be very protective of them that's when i think you find true balance that is true that is very true so when you are at a, at a workplace and how do you overcome jealousy um because a person is making maybe more money than you or a person is getting more attention than you. So how do you overcome that? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I always tell people that you've got to look in the mirror at yourself constantly. I mean, we have to be able to reflect of where we are. And But let me give you another um, flip side. So this last fall, fall of 2020, I started getting guests on my podcast that were incredibly, vastly more successful than I have been. <laughs> and I mean, I'm talking right. to people like, like 
and, and as I'm talking to them, my first thought was, well, why are they achieving all these things that I'm not? And I felt a little envious. I said jealous first, and then one of my friends pointed out it was envy. And I, I really actually had this moment like, oh my gosh, what is, why am I not there? And when I really mm -hmm. sat back and I reflected, I said, you're not there because you're not there. Not because you're not as good or as smart or as hardworking, <clears throat> you're just not there yet. And you know you're on your way right. there. So why are you comparing yourself to somebody who's at a different point? So in that, I started to reflect and my I kept thinking, you know, everybody says to me, gosh, you know, what do you want to be one day? And I'm like, I want to be the next Oprah Winfrey. And not just because she has all that money, because <laughs> I love all that money. But Oprah didn't start out as a billionaire mogul. Oprah didn't start out right. knowing how to run all these companies. Oprah started out by interviewing people who were doing and achieving more than she was. And she didn't yeah. let it bother her and she didn't let it define her. She used that as her opportunity. And when I had that shift in my mindset, it really changed things for me. And I think that when other people are feeling those feelings of envy or jealousy and we reflect, you know, and look in the mirror and say, is this just because that's where you want to be and you haven't achieved it yet? Is it because maybe that person, maybe, you know, have they, did they get some better opportunities than, than you had? And if so, how can you mm -hmm. find a way to, to give yourself some additional advantage? Um, but when we reflect, I think usually we come, we can come to the point where we say, you know what, I just need to give myself a little bit of a break and understand that I am where I am right now, but that doesn't define where I'm going to be tomorrow or six weeks from now or six months from now, as long as I keep moving forward and don't let these feelings hold me back from having more. And that's true because, you know, I, I've been um, interviewing a lot of great people that is, got, you know, <laughs> just doing great things. And I sit back and think, but, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm blessed to interview oh, yeah. them, first of all. And then I'm like, you know, one day I will get to where they yes. are, you know. And um, I totally know how you feel at that point because, you know, just interviewing other people, you're like, oh, my God, what about me? Yes. Like, come on, you yes. know, <laughs> and, you know, but you just have to sit back and and actually look and look at yourself and say, you're going to get mm -hmm. there. And when you get there, you're going to be just like everybody else, you know, and you just have to be patient yeah. and humble. I feel. And you when know? you get there to turn mm -hmm. around and hold a hand out for somebody else because no matter exactly. no matter where you are there's somebody who looks at you like you're looking at those other people exactly mm -hmm. and I agree mm -hmm. with you so why is failure more important than success you know nobody wants to fail Michael like no, <laughs> nobody wants to <laughs> no, everybody <laughs> when people hear like they fail it is like a disappointment yep you know, and more than success. So I just wanted to know why do you feel that, you know, failure is more important than success? You know, if as long as we're willing to learn and not get stuck in the in the negative connotations of failure, failure will always take you farther and faster. It hurts. It's painful. Mm -hmm. But I think I think the yeah. reason that it's so impactful is that when we are in situations where we are hurt, we are afraid, we are fearful, we can, well, we can do one of two things. I mean, we can actually huddle in a corner and not go any further, which would be not good. Or we try and get ourselves out of that situation, which means we're going to look at this and say, 
I don't like this. How did I end up here? How do I ensure I never end up here again? And that creates new pathways in your brain that are looking for positive solutions. Um, but it takes, it takes a lot, especially when we have a lot of quote unquote failures that feel like they're building on each other. It, that right. that's tough and that's when i think you need to reach out to someone that you trust and say i just need to to bounce this off you i need to talk about this because i need to get myself out of this headspace and when i gave you the example of you know having that point where last fall where i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe i suck compared to all my podcast guests <laughs> I, right, I, right. I could not get out of that headset that mindset for at least a day and a half until i reached out to who, someone who's a very good friend of mine and she's also the the publisher of my books and i just said it to her i said the words out loud and i said kate i feel like a loser kate i don't <laughs> and as i said them out right. loud i knew what she was going to say um, but I knew I could say it to her and I knew she would help reflect it back on me in a way that I could accept. And I think that those truth speakers in our lives, I also call them accountability partners. Um, when you find those, they are so important. I have three of those people in my life that I call my truth speakers or my accountability partner. And, and she's right. the newest of that three. And, and those people will, you know, they will help you get past it. But also if you're staying in, 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 you know, kind of feeling sorry for yourself mode for too long, they will also kick your, you in the butt and say, knock it off. Okay. Yes. I tried to help you. Now I'm done with this. Like get over it, you know, <laughs> wash your face off, just suck it up go drink a glass of wine and all will be fine. All right. And that's when I think we, you know, we can realize that, that those failures are opportunities for us to learn not only what we did wrong, but how not to do it in the future. Well, that's true too. And I believe in that, but also as well as when people do um, mm -hmm. fail, they has a tendency to um, yes. give up. And so what will you say to that when people just give up their, you know, their, their dreams and their goals that they want to achieve because they failed and they just like want to give up. You know, that is such a personal um, point with everybody because, you know, the last thing you want to hear is, well, how many times did, you know, Edison fail the yeah. light bulb before he made the light bulb work? You know, okay, yes, right. we, all, we all know that. Or how many times, you know, did an actor, how many years did they spend waiting tables until they got their first movie role right. and then rich and famous? All right, none of those things uh, talk to the part of us that hurts so bad that doesn't want to hurt anymore. And so I think people who give up are at the point where they hurt so much they don't see any other way around it. And and my sense right. is, again, that's when you have to look in the mirror and say, well, then how bad do you want this? Because, you know, things that are really worthwhile do not come easy. And if they do, the next thing right. that's worthwhile is not going to come easy. So you've got to look yourself in the mirror and say, do I really want it? Because if you do, then you're only letting yourself down by giving up. And Frankly, you might be letting the rest of the world down too. Depends on what you're trying to do. Right, right. But you know you're letting yourself down. And if that's the case, then you only have yourself to blame. And that's when a little tough love to ourselves has to be maybe that last that last kick in the pants of looking in the mirror and going, you know what, I do believe in you and I understand that this hurts and I understand you're disappointed. But I'm not gonna let you down. And when we when we have that kind of relationship with ourselves, that we can talk ourselves through that then I think we really move in new directions. And whether it's, you know, think about, you know, quote unquote, failing on a diet. Um, 
you know oh my god yeah <laughs> failing at getting that promotion <laughs> failing for negotiating uh you know your salary the way you want it failure for getting you know that yeah. next client all right so they're failures right but, you know if you give up you won't ever get them and if you wanted them bad enough then you won't allow yourself and if you do then you better come up with a different dream and figure out how you're going to handle it the next time you hit a failure there because none of us are immune from failures period Oh, yeah. get it, Michael. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your next project? What do you have going on? Well, we have been having so much fun. We have uh, this fall, we released the Shock Your Potential app. And what this is, is and mm -hmm. I wanted to do this for so long. And until all of a sudden my speaking and, and training, uh, you know, calendar dried up with uh, a pandemic, I had not focused on this, but right. I always wanted to create an app where if I was speaking to a room of a thousand people, I could say, you know, you want to follow me, open up your phones, download the Shock Your Potential app, just search for it that way, and you can follow what we're doing. And so we have a ton of free content in there, and we have some paid membership content that's a little more intense. But we have everything from uh, morning motivation, we have trainings on how to uh, get yourself uh, through that next job interview, we have leadership trainings, uh, we have a virtual bookstore where you can hear from the authors themselves about why they wrote their books. And Oh yeah. Well, and so we are awesome. building this community and the goal is really to um, to move this to the point where when you open it up, you'll be asked, you know, are you an entrepreneur? Are you a sales professional? Are you a leader? And you can enter through any of those and go back and forth, but we will have really defined content depending on the way that you go into the app. And for me, this is just so exciting because it actually means I, if, if I never go on an airplane again to go speak and train around the world, I'm still reaching people with my message. And uh, my team is just amazingly talented at what we're putting together in there. And it just it allows for so much collaboration, but it also gives people some of those um, resources that they really need that maybe they're not sure how to access. Awesome. So congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm very, very proud of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? You should be. It it's is. your ass. <laughs> it is awesome. So how are you doing with the pandemic? Even though we can't travel and you say everything is going good, but how are you doing personally? Everything is going yeah, good with but, you? Yeah, but, you know, to, to be completely transparent, you know, right before COVID, I had an incredible 2020 lined up with speaking gigs literally all over the world. And within a matter right. of days, you know, they just canceled, canceled, canceled. Some went virtual, but most didn't. And and so overnight, right. um, the the landscape of my business changed. I mean, we that was ninety five percent of my business income came from me getting on an airplane. And and I share that right. story because it was a huge wake up call. And I'm very fortunate that we have survived through this, and that I've not only been able to keep my team, but I've been able to increase people on my team. And it required a lot of ingenuity. It, it Required a lot of faith, um, but it it put us in so much of a better state to be able to be prepared no matter what happens. And so, you know, the pandemic in so many ways has been a blessing to me because it forced me to stop looking for the things that were coming easy and make sure to plan right. so that we have a lot of contingencies no matter what happens. You know, and I always said, hey, I want to have, you know, these other, you know, income sources and opportunities because what if I break my leg or what if I decide I want to go on a six month cruise around the world? Well, I didn't think about <laughs> pandemic in there, but in the process, we created things that were vastly different. And, um, and it just means that, you know, we have to keep a flexible mindset moving forward to understand that everything can possibly change overnight. 
let's just figure out ways to give ourselves some buffers. And that is so true because I had a tour going on as well and this happened, but it was a blessing because things yeah. got better, you know, and things is going to get better anyway. So, you know, like you said, just continue yeah. doing what you're doing. So if people want to contact you and get more information about you or follow you on social media, how can yeah, they the contact you? The easiest way is to go to our main website, shockyourpotential.com. And it's just like it sounds, the word shockyourpotential.com. And uh, if you are interested in mm-hmm. Kukua Biz, that's a simple one too. It's kukuabiz.com. So it's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. Okay. You so I know you um I thank you so much, but I know you heard a little beep in the did. background. Hey, you did pretty so. well. We made it through the whole interview without it. <laughs> exactly, but just in time it happened just in time because I wanna tell you, thank you for being on this podcast with me and good luck with everything that you got going on. And I'm gonna look for that app because I wanna see it but I wanna see what's going on with Excellent. that app myself. Well and um you stay blessed and um, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. This was a great conversation. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, get connected with your listeners as well. So thank you. And thank you for your great positive energy. It really is something we all need in this world today. Aww. <laughs> Kisses. Air hug. Air hug. Air hug. <laughs> thank you, love. Thank you. you, you take too. care. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.